0: everyone welcome back to another episode of to birth and beyond it's jesse
1: mundell and anita lambert and we're so excited today to have on a special guest um, we've had a lot of requests about naturopathic care during pregnancy and so today we have on rachel Schwartzman, who is a board certified and licensed naturopathic doctor and birth doula she maintains a naturopathic family medicine practice with a special interest in women's health fertility pregnancy and pediatrics Rachel has been attending births as a doula since 2002 and has attended over 250 births in both the home and hospital settings. She is one of the most experienced naturopathic birth doulas in Canada and is an expert in the field of natural birth and has trained directly with midwives. She is also the co-owner of West End Naturopathic Doulas, a service dedicated to providing the best labour support to, to pregnant women. So thank you so much, Rachel, for being on. We're really excited. We got lots of questions to ask. Thanks for having me. Is there anything we didn't cover in your bio that you want to share? I know. Well? I don't think so. It seems kind of meaty, but it's yeah, it's great.
2: No, I am yeah, I've been a naturopathic doctor for many years. I've been a birth doula for many years. Um, I've definitely I've combined the two together.
1: And what made you go into naturopathic medicine and and even just kind of tying those two together, did you know you wanted to work um, with the pregnant population from the get-go, or did that kind of evolve? No. So I mean, my interest in naturopathic medicine
2: really began in my undergraduate. I um I did I studied a lot of anthropology and looked at different cultures' modes to health and healing, and I was always fascinated with. I mean, I guess I was fascinated with like family medicine. Um, and I remember picking up an Ina Mae Gaskin book. I was probably like 19 years old and like, you know, back in the 90s. And uh, and I was really fascinated by just this other way that birth was or could be because I had a very different representation of it from my own birth stories and kind of media and what I knew. But it wasn't really like something I dove right into but through anthropology, I started also was really fascinated with herbal medicine and different ways that cultures healed. Um, you know, in Southeast Asia, like all these like African cultures, and I was native. I did a lot of native, uh, like in Canadian Indigenous studies, um, and so it kind of led me to being a naturopathic doctor. And I loved that it was a regulated profession. Um, that, you know, eventually, as we do, we do have now as doctor title. Um, but it was really after I was, pr- I was one of those like pregnant in my fourth year. And it was really after um, being pregnant and more so after having my first baby and the sort of trauma that I went through in, in not so much having him, but in having to care for him in the first week of his life. Um, and how little experience and actual little support I had that really led. I was like, I'm actually educated, um, and this happened to me. So if this could happen to me, this is going to happen to lots of, potentially to lots of families. And maybe I have a role in um, helping families have easier transitions into, into parenthood. So it was sort of like, you know, a bunch of a bunch of things long, long of the short of it. But I think it was probably having my own baby. Um, and and yeah, that kind of hard starts for sure.
0: Two things that stood out for me in your bio, 250 births. That's I know it's
2: crazy. a lot of births.
0: I oh. can't imagine the things that you have seen. Oh, the whole. range. I actually awesome. think I've
2: literally seen like I mean, I've seen crazy things. I have a whole stack full of midwife friends and like literally they haven't even seen some of the stuff I've seen. Oh um, I've seen uterine ruptures. I've seen like like just all kinds of, yeah, all kinds of things.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. But also, I mean, mostly
2: I actually see really beautiful experiences, to be honest. Like 99% of it is an amazing miracle that happens every single time.
0: So cool. The second thing for me that stood out was when it said you're an expert in the field of natural birth. And I'm just interested what that means for you. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I, I look at it from a naturopathic medicine perspective. um, and while we have, you know, we are all as naturopathic doctors trained in obstetrics. I mean, in the sense that we all take an obstetrics class, we all take a pediatric class. um, but I really sort of honed my skills in on that. And, you know, well, I do have a, a general family practice, I see a lot of pregnancy in my practice, um, and a lot of labor support and a lot of postpartum support. So yeah, I kind of, you know, put it all in to like one sort of, I guess, one sort of package, so to speak, interconnected in it all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. And there's not a
2: lot of naturopaths. I mean, there are a handful of us that do that sort of like special interest, Um, but it's definitely, you know, as any profession, there's a wide variety of naturopathic doctors with lots of different focuses.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like this is going to be Our disclaimer moving forward for many episodes, but if you hear lots of baby noises, it's because I have a baby on my body. (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) Okay, two-parter question next. One, how can a naturopath complement my prenatal care if I'm already seeing a midwife or medical doctor? As a naturopathic doctor,
2: we really are working on a deep level of looking at nutrition Um, and at supplement care, because a lot of people, most women who come in are on some sort of, you know, supplement regime, herbs, and, um, you know, depending on whether you have an OB or a midwife, uh, I mean, the OB, you're really not going to get that much interaction with, um, it really is a five minute appointment. Um, and so we're really a great compliment to that, but also a great compliment to midwives because we have a wider focus looking at um, medicine as kind of a whole, as opposed to just focused on the pregnancy and, and the baby. So we're again, looking more specifically at, you know, the vitamins that you're taking and the supplements and um, herbal medicines, or we could provide acupuncture if you're having some sort of pain issues or prepping you for labor and homeopathic so these are all the tools that don't fall under the umbrella of either an obstetrician or a midwife Mm -hmm. so it's definitely not too much to have a naturopath on your team
1: i would agree and i know jess and i both with Both pregnancies for Jess, and I'm expecting baby two. And for both of mine, had naturopathic care as well. And we totally agree. Like, I would say it complements it so well. And I had midwives last time, midwives this time as well. And they appreciate it because there's so many things that you can offer that they can as well. But it helps to save them time as well if they don't need to go through certain parts because you're already complementing
2: that yeah for sure and also like everybody only can do so much within their scope Uh, not necessarily that they don't have the knowledge but also just the time and so when they have to when you have to go into your midwife and they have to like listen to the baby and measure you and check in like they just don't really have time to go into a whole oh no your hemoglobin is low and this these are some options of what you can do like it really is just take an iron because my time is up and that's not my area of focus so that's where we really can come in
1: um so it'd be great to go into our next question which you touched upon a little bit is um prenatal vitamins because there's so many options out there and Mm -hmm. i know i was guided through my naturopath who actually was my doula as well for my first birth so this time and then my naturopath where we live now um but not everyone gets that information. Different options. How do you know which one is best? And do they contribute okay, so, to morning sickness? Is the other yes? Part?
2: Okay. So it, remind me if I forgot to answer that part. So as for um the prenatals, you know, a lot of the over counter prenatals, it's not so much the medicinal ingredients as the non medicinal ingredients. The non medicinal ingredients are like the fillers, the things that make that tablet pink. The things that make that tablet shiny and slippery um, or have a sweet coating on the outside so that your tongue and your palate like taking that vitamin better so that's sort of the first thing that I really look at when somebody brings a brand in is like I don't want any additives any chemicals any preservatives food coloring artificial sugars added to those tablets and a lot of the sort of generic brand over the counters, they do have that. Even the I know, like the prescription brands, you know, are um, they are like. they are great for people to take because their plan covers them. So they don't have to pay for these prenatals. So for potentially certain population, this could be a really great option, you know, like we want to think about accessibility, but if someone is coming to my office because they are purchasing that multivitamin and they have these ingredients in them, I'm going to really try to like, you know, encourage them not to take those. And often you know the obstetricians—they're just—they're not. This is not their area of expertise, and they're not educated on that. And they're super smart people; they just don't necessarily only know a very limited amount that they do on vitamins. So, what their recommendation is, I often really am going against that recommendation because I do think that there's a better option out there. Um, so that's sort of the first thing. The other thing then is I'm looking at the medicinal ingredients, like what's in that multivitamin, right? Like What form of calcium is in it? Is it a good form of calcium? Is it the most absorbable form of calcium? Or is it kind of like, you know, the most inexpensive form of calcium that makes that multivitamin even more affordable? Iron, iron sometimes can make people nauseous. So in the first trimester, taking that multivitamin that is loaded full of iron could be really hard for some women to digest. Um, so we might forgo, a, you know, forgo the prenatal vitamin with iron in the beginning or really try to find one that has a low amount of iron so that they can ideally not be nauseous. Um, and then also things like folic acid. We could find like the methyl tetrahydrofolate form of folic acid, which is, you know, you some a lot of not a lot, but there's a, a good percentage of people who have a defect in converting into the folate and getting all the that they can out of it. So this form of folic acid, same with B12, same with vitamin D. So ideally, I want to be able to put people on a really great prenatal vitamin that has the best of the cofactors in there um, between the vitamins and the minerals and then also not have a lot of junky stuff in them.
0: What do you recommend for people who... Are really struggling to say, swallow a prenatal vitamin. This was me.
2: (laughs) Swallow a prenatal, yeah. I mean, so I do think that, I mean, I think folic acid is an important thing to take. So that is potentially, you know, you could even get like a B12 folic acid in a liquid form and take that in potentially your whole pregnancy. Like, I didn't really actually take a prenatal in my pregnancy, to be honest, which I know might be like, what? The naturopath didn't take the prenatal, like prenatal. I drank a lot of herbal teas that have, like, I drank a lot of nettle that's very rich in minerals. I did sometimes, I would get leg cramps, so I would take like a calcium, magnesium. Um, You could do a lot of liquids, but sometimes uh, looking at people's diet and optimizing the nutrition that they can get through their diet, and then using the supplement as a supplement, as it should be, we could really kind of hone in potentially what you need and then look at at getting liquid options instead of the big tablets or looking at capsules that you could potentially open up even and mix them into like a little bit of applesauce and get them in, right? So those big tablets also are really hard to digest. You know, your body has to do a lot of work to break that big tablet down.
0: Oh my gosh, that made me feel a million times better because I didn't take prenatals in either of my (laughs) pregnancies.
2: yeah I mean I I think my kids are okay and I didn't like you know I think so I don't know time will still tell but they're getting big enough that you know their bones have never broken so I think they're all right
0: (laughs) good enough okay this next question was totally made for me too because these are all things that I experienced during my pregnancies. So this question says, what are ways that a naturopath can help with common pregnancy issues, heartburn, morning sickness, low iron?
2: Uh, so many, so many great options. Um, morning sickness, you can, I mean, ginger, there's lots of really great research into ginger, You doing ginger cheese, um, ginger chews. I have a product that I use that's like, a combo of, like, vitamin B6 with ginger and helps to um, pop to help nausea. And acupuncture is also a really great option. Acupuncture is a great option for a lot of things in pregnancy. Digestive problems, heartburn. Um, I can't remember what was one of the other ones you were just talking about. Heartburn, morning sickness, and... lower Oh, low iron. Yeah. So for sure, looking at the diet with low iron, I mean, whether you're if you're a meat eater, it is easier to get those heme sources. Um, And if you are a non meat eater like myself, then uh, looking at the best options of food items that you can be getting iron from, like, you know, um, dark leafy vegetables, but like molasses, blackstrap molasses, dried apricots, dried prunes, which a lot of women in pregnancy have a hard time with digestion. And so these um, fruits, sometimes I'm soaking them overnight to help reconstitute them and then eat them. And then I would do a a liquid iron or a liquid in a capsule, some sort of a supplement to help, especially if the hemoglobin is starting to get lower, women want a home birth. You know if the hemoglobin gets too low then they might not become a candidate for that any longer so yeah we, we definitely want to look at that mm-hmm. so lots of things herbs are really amazing too for iron especially um later on in the pregnancy if women start to drink red raspberry leaf tea that's really high in iron as well you can mix that with the nettles. Yeah, so lots of lots of good options for um, and, you know, sometimes people come in to see and like myself as a naturopath, sort of this prevention, but then things kind of pop up, you know, um, throughout the pregnancy, like I'm getting leg cramps, or my anxiety is really high, or my iron levels are low, or I want to prepare my body for for labor. And so then these are the things we start to work on.
1: And um, I'm curious to your thoughts on this next question. So can a naturopathic doctor help prepare an expecting mom ahead of time for group B strep test?
2: Um, I know, I want to say totally yes, but I've had a few of these sort of curveballs sent my way. And it's like, you know, I had a colleague who I was at her birth, and I mean, she did all the most amazing things. And we were quite surprised when she came back group group B positive. But I mean, we, you know, for more people than not, you know, come back with negative test results. Um, but sometimes just, I'm not sure why we get these curveballs, but yeah, lots of probiotics, um, immune support, uh, supplements, Um, You know, looking at the diet also, uh, you know, sugar intake, just wanting to kind of keep that. We all naturally have that bacteria in the vaginal. Now, it's just when it starts to proliferate and we get more of it um, that the test will become positive. So um, there are definitely things that we do to, to try to prevent that from happening.
0: Talk to us about the ways that you help your patients prepare for labor.
2: So it depends on the individual it's like they've had a baby before and what they're sort of like, if they have had a baby, what that kind of birth story is, Um, you know, like, did they deliver early? Did they deliver late as to when I might start thinking about, you know, putting in some um, naturopathic treatments to help with the labor preparation. So I do like to do a lot of acupuncture. I find that's really helpful. Um, helps to relax the sort of muscles in that lower back that then the uterine muscles kind of wrap around. Um, and everything that kind of holds that cervix which it's, does its job of keeping everything very up and high and tight, which try to bring some of the energy into helping to relax that. Um Herbs are really great. Red raspberry leaf, there's an active component in the red raspberry leaf, frangine, that helps to kind of bring those Braxton Hicks contractions into more of a r- regular rhythm, which in turn is uh, helps to get the cervix ready for, um, you know, thinning out and opening. Um, homeopathics are a great option as well. So the black cohosh and blue cohosh, herbal form of them, are... Um, and mysifuga and caulophyllum so i use those a lot so lots of there's lots of options and often i'll start with like one thing and then i'll start to layer as the weeks go by as you know we get closer to a due date um my ideal is to really start by like 36 weeks maybe depending again on that person's history even sooner um because i find that often if we wait and you know Sometimes people are like, oh, I just want to wait until my due date. Then it really becomes a, a, a ticking clock as to an induction potentially and really wanting people like women to have spontaneous labors because it is going to be a, hopefully a much easier, more successful outcome. Um, and so waiting till I, I don't really like to have to wait to the end. But of course, it's always, you know, it's always the family's option as to what they choose. Yeah, so giving people options and um, educating them. But most people are very, especially if they're already coming to see me as a naturopath, they're very open to these ideas, right?
0: Is there anything specific you do for helping people prepare for a scheduled C-section, an elective C-section?
2: I'll often do a lot of surgery prep. Um, so I'll do Arnica, like homeopathics Arnica. I will do some anti-inflammatories that will then stop before you know, uh, three days before the surgeries, but third like the surgery, but just to start to get um, that body prepped, um, and then lots of you know, also post helping with uh with post surgery help naturopathically, of course, yeah. So homeopathics there's a great remedy that helps with um abdominal surgery. It's actually quite specific for that. Those kind of things, yeah. Surgery prep because ultimately that's what they're having is abdominal surgery.
1: So I was mentioning with my first birth at a naturopathic doula, and I've had a lot of people ask me, so I would love for you to share the difference between a naturopathic doula and then mm-hmm. a doula who doesn't have an ND background.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, as a naturopathic doula, the first thing is that you're getting a primary healthcare provider at your birth. So you're really, you're getting a licensed doctor, naturopathic doctor, you know, under the RHPA. So that's one sort of thing. Um, you know, to become a naturopathic doctor we go to school for four years it's quite intensive and then we write two sets of board exams um and you have to maintain good standing and have a licensed a, a license in the province of ontario um uh, to be a lay doula um you know there's a lot of like coursework you have to do and readings you have to do but ultimately it's really you take a weekend course um and then you have requirements that you have to Kind of fulfill in order to be that certified doula. Um, as a naturopath, when we come to your birth, I you know I bring along my my doula skills that help with um, breathing exercises and different body positioning and um, and helping with coping strategies throughout you know labor. But I also bring my naturopathic toolkit with me. Um, to be honest, my goal is to never really go into my medicine bag. Like my my goal is for women's bodies, I think they're innately the so intelligent, and our bodies know have the wisdom and know exactly what it needs to do and often doesn't need so much guidance in you know in the ideal situation, but um I do bring acupuncture needles with me, my homeopathic remedies, herbal medicines, you know the rescue remedy for people that are you know they they get really anxious, and so these are all the tools that I can bring out you know labor is stalling or the contractions aren't aren't going coming together as close enough as they need to or just aren't as intense as they need to be to help to bring that baby really out and so let's say i've been to many births where pitocin might be that option and i actually am able to use my naturopathic medicine specifically labor tincture and um, homeopathic remedies and like the contractions come right back so beautifully and really strong and what they need to do. So um, those are the things as a naturopathic, you know, having a naturopathic doula that, you know, we kind of have in our back pocket that we can really pull out when needed.
0: So cool. I didn't even know this was a thing until I mm-hmm. was thinking about it. And then my naturopath that I saw during this pregnancy She is a naturopathic doula as well, and what a cool role that you have for women. Yeah, it
2: is. I think it's really, well, I mean, I do it, so
0: I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Let's switch gears into postpartum care. What would you say are the three most common issues that people are coming to you with postpartum that they are seeking help from you on?
2: Anxiety. (laughs) Like, you know, they have a baby. Um, That kind of ties into having to feed their baby. I mean, most... People, very, very high percentage of people that I support are planning to breastfeed. Um, so, you know, that is not always an easy road, as I mean, my personal experience, I know, you know, what that was like. So, um, definitely helping with with breastfeeding, latching, you know, we all, as naturopath, but I mean, at least the people I work with as naturopathic you we all have some training in that, but we're definitely not lactation. Um, consultants and so we will refer out Um, also helping with uh, milk production because then that could be one of the reasons that the breastfeeding like the baby is just unhappy at that breast because the flow isn't coming into what is sort of that baby needs Um, and so that's a really great option too you know I've got midwives who send people to me to just pick up l- like lactation support, you know, labor tinctures. And really, they really, really do help to, uh, I once had a woman who was like, thank you. I woke up wet in the middle of the night, you know? So, uh, and then helping with mood support for sure. A lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, especially new moms and just trying, lack of sleep and trying to figure out that role. So, um, I think that kind of talk therapy and is really important with um, with new mums. And the last thing is healing, you know, I mean, we think about the baby feeding a lot, but often women have, you know, whether they end up having a C-section um, and uh, whether, you know, or if it's a scheduled C-section, it's a little bit easier actually to help with that healing, um, but also vaginal healing, right? So, uh, you know, lots of, Um, stitching that needs to be done and and tears or infections that happen, not lots, but, you know, that kind of, that, that sort of world that, I don't know, doesn't get as, not the baby glamour, right? So that doesn't get talked about as much. Um, I have somebody now, you know, four months postpartum and is really struggling with, uh, with figuring out sort of what's going on down below. Yeah. So those are, those are the things we, we kind of chat about.
1: Can you share a bit more about the West End Naturopathic Doula um, Practice mm-hmm. that, um, that you co-own?
2: Yeah, so I started it with actually like one, like my best friend who was an early childhood educator. I was one of, um, I was at a doula of one of her at her first son's birth. So that was now he's going into high school. Um, <laughs> And uh, we really, between our own experiences as first-time moms, and even Mira with her second, um, we just felt that there was a need for more maternal support um, during, before, during, and after. And being myself a naturopathic doula and then having this training as... Um, As sorry myself being a naturopathic doctor, and then having this training as a doula, we put together a collective of a group of us that are naturopathic doctors that really work together as a team to help support families that are wanting the support. Um, We have been sort of working as a team for over three years now, Um, and you know while we all kind of have our own patients. Um, we do really help to support each other, and so it's great to have that backup. And where the family can uh, can meet both of us doulas and know who's going to be there for them, um, whether you know they talk on the phone or talk in person. Usually, the backups don't really need to go very often, but uh, but our goal is really to help to support. People, yeah, before, during, and after. And I really do believe that the experience of your labor is that if that positive outcome is going to guide people into having a more positive beginning into parenthood. Um, and so that's really one of our goals. I mean, I mean, even the research shows us having a doula that people have better birth outcomes, even if that birth outcomes means that you have a C-section, you still have a better birth outcome. Um, because you were you were present and you were part of it, and you were every step of the way was explained to you, and you and you understand the outcome of what happened, and then you get that postpartum support, which I think just we really really need. Kind of like often people walk out of a hospital with a baby and they're a little bit like bewildered, like how did this thing get into my arms, you know? Um, and so really helping to connect people to to that experience and helping to really make it as positive as possible so yeah as I just said that we can really have happy parents trying you know with their babies and feeling more confident
0: I think that that is so cool it's so in line with what I have felt this time around postpartum and it's something that I've talked about but I really didn't think that postpartum could be okay after my first. And it's something that I felt this time. And it was so shocking to me.
2: Well, it was so interesting for me because, you know, my first baby here, I mean, I rode my bike until I was like eight months pregnant and I was like super active and he came a little bit early i was he came at 37 plus 2 days and my active labor was 6 hours and i ended up with this home birth which like was kind of an idea but really i was supposed to go to the hospital and i had midwives and everything was so like it was like so utopic i was on this high i was like wow and then everything went downhill because my baby didn't latch and i mean i had midwives and i love midwives don't get me wrong but i i and i just I slipped through cracks and here I was with a very, very jaundiced baby that was hospitalized that, um, you know, had a breathing tube. Like I had a really, really sick baby. And I, and I didn't have a doula, you know, like I didn't have, because I figured, Oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm educated and I have midwives and I'm, and I'm good. And, uh, And then the anxiety that I felt for years, like every time my baby got sick, it took me back to that place at that hospital. And it took me back to like that anxiety. And I literally had to like cocoon in my room and I breastfed my babies forever because I was like, if they just breastfeed, they'll be healthy. (laughs) That was just my thought process. And, uh, and it, it, you know, it's like, thankfully I have worked through it, but you know, that anxiety of that episode really colored my whole first couple of years of being a parent for sure. And the anxiety I had was my second when she was born, which then my midwives are very aware of. Um, so we were able to be really on top of it, you know, but yeah. So I think it's, you know, it was all of that. It's really important to help to provide people with that support they need.
1: This question's more, <laughs> it's a personal question, but then also I know we have health professionals who are wondering too, um, So I've done uh, specific doula training for physiotherapists, and I would love to get back to attending births. But since having my daughter, that's a little challenging getting called in the middle of the night, being on call. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of how much time and being available on call all the time. So I'm curious, Rachel, like when did you start doing your naturopathic doula services, and how did you work that out with having little ones, or did you work a little bit late?
2: So, I started, um, I started, I did my natural like, I went to, I did a doula course, it was Alice in the States, now it's called Two Labor, and I went, I want to say in, like, 2003, and I graduated in 2005, so I, and my, so I went and I apprenticed with a midwife, um, and I started going to some births. But they weren't like, you know, maybe I went to like a birth a month and even like while I was in my fourth year of school, I would go to some I would go to some births. And then I had my own babies. My son was born in 2005. And maybe when he was like 18 months, I remember going with my pomp and I would like go to like, a you know, some births here and there. And then after my daughter was born in 2008, I didn't go for a couple of years because it just I had two really little ones. Um, and then I started going back maybe she, when she was about two years old because, again, she still fed for me, but I was able to kind of go out of the house for longer. And so I went. Um, I usually would go to about a birth a birth a month. And then I had my third baby in 2012, and so the same. But by the time, like, about 2014, I, uh, you know, so my, my third baby was about two. Then I started going to births a lot more. Um, and now I can go to about, you know, Like, yeah, I go to like about 30 births in a year, Um, about two births. It depends. It depends. And sometimes I take like I just took July off, which felt really great to kind of take a month off and to just not have to have my phone and to feel a bit rejuvenated for it. Um, And I have a few births in August, but then when the fall kicks in, I'll, I'll, I'll ramp it up again. And then I'll probably again, maybe take like February off. I kind of like doing this. I think that's something that works for me Um, is, is kind of taking a month off every little bit of time. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's hard for some people like to not sleep can be really hard um, I know myself, like if I don't sleep the next day, I'm a little bit, I'm quite emotional. But like I I now can recognize that in myself and I kind of get what I need to get done. Um, and it's tricky because sometimes I have my naturopathic practice as well. And so I could go to a birth and then I could really just go right into my naturopathic practice. So that that gets a little bit tricky as well. And then I just make sure I go to bed super early, get a really good night's sleep
1: the practice you've created too is great because then you have a backup as well. And I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Scheduling that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: for sure. Sometimes, you know, we call it like doula relief. Like, you know, if we just need somebody to come in for a few hours and like, let us go home and sleep or, um, and, or, you know, yeah, it it works out well, or we want to go away for a weekend. And so then we have somebody who can help out, but you know, it's always, it's, it's, it's wonderful and I love it. And I think everybody in our team really loves it, but you know, there definitely are exhausting points in it as well. So I'm sure no different than any profession that gets a little burnt out.
0: So Rachel, where can people find you online? How can they contact you to work with you further?
2: Yeah, so you are welcome to contact us at um, westenddoulas.com. All of our information is on our website. Um, And you can kind of e-meet all of our naturopathic doulas and everyone's bio and all of our information on cost and the, and the sort of um, packages and all of that kind of stuff is all on our website.
1: Amazing. And we'll be sure to, uh, to link that in your social media as well in our, our show notes. So thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on and sharing your knowledge and your extensive experience as a naturopathic doctor and doula.
0: Thank you for having me
1: we had a lot of audience members asking about this so everyone's gonna be pretty excited to listen to this episode
0: on the next episode of Two birth and beyond we have caitlin murray who just so happens to be anita's midwife through the second pregnancy leading into birth of baby number two caitlin is a registered midwife in canada and in this episode we specifically talk about home birth